Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 15. The topic today is how to elevate your virtual conversations. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, professional speaker coach, industry disruptor, and founder of the Leadership Speaking School. We're based in Switzerland, and we train global leaders and changemakers how to speak in public. To find out more about how we transform our leaders and the work that we are doing, feel free to visit our website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com. Now let's get straight into our topic. Today I want to talk about leadership speaking online, specifically on how to elevate your virtual conversations. You and I both know that there has been a seismic shift in the amount of people worldwide who are now working online, having meetings online, networking, interviewing, delivering presentations, you name it, it's happening online at a pace that has never been seen before in the history of humanity. So inside of this space, there are a lot of skills and techniques that need to be upskilled and up-leveled so that people who are speaking in their online conversations are showing up as the best versions of themselves every time they speak online. I have a lot of thoughts about this. And that's why I'm creating this episode for you today on this topic. Not only am I observing how other people are speaking online by participating in their webinars and in their virtual conversations, but I'm also running my own training session that I deliver for some of my favorite clients, helping them and their staff to up-level in this critical subject. When it comes to seeing people in their own webinars and me being part of the audience, I switch on my public speaking coach disruptor brain every time I'm sitting there in that virtual audience. And I'm thinking to myself, how is this working? Is what they're doing good? What are the pros and cons of this and that related to their virtual talking? And I want to give you two examples of two people who I really admire. I follow them in their podcasts. I read their books. I really appreciate the thought leadership that they're putting out into the world. Two women. I won't give them names because this is not about pointing fingers. But this is simply to talk about how people who are at the top of their game in their thought leadership are showing up online in ways that are not the top of the game, in my studied opinion. The first person that I'm going to talk about, let's call her Jane. Jane is a thought leader extraordinaire. She is known for incredible content. She is powerful in every sense of the word, not only in what she says, but how she performs live. So seeing her in an online context is really earth-shifting because it takes away so much of the energy that I know she has, especially when I see how she set up her speaking environment online. She recently delivered a three-day training session, and I went in and out of looking at this content. And a few things just jumped out at me as no-nos for how she had set up this whole virtual conversation. Mind you, there were about 200 people who were invited to watch her in this live performance. So this was a performance in all senses of the word. What had she done? 
What were the choices that she made about how she was going to show up? Well, here are the first ideas. She was sitting down in a gaming chair. You know, those chairs that are black and they kind of look like, you know, well, you see them in gaming videos. And they have a tall area so that you can rest your neck. And anyway, she was sitting in one of those. She had a headshot where she was cut off kind of at the shoulders. So you could see her from her shoulders up. In the background, there was a customized curtain with the name of the event on it. That looked nice. It had her theme colors on it. And there were two burning candles tastefully placed in the background as well, near the curtain. So this was the setup. And I was thinking about the fact, when I saw her like this on the first day, I was thinking, this is what I'm going to be looking at for the next three days? This setup? You can tell by my tone of voice that I wasn't thrilled about this setup. And I'm not. I feel like that setup is Amateur Hour 101. For someone of her caliber and status, for somebody who's such a stage performer, she could have done a thousand different things to make that more interactive, to make that more visually enhanced, to make that more lovely to look at for three days. What could she have done? Well, I already told you that she had a shot from the shoulders up. That's the first thing she could have switched up. She could have had a shot of herself where you could see more of her, specifically where you can see her arms and her hands move. As humans, we want to see the whole message conveyed through a person's body. This is how we are designed to learn from each other, to communicate with each other. And in the online space, let's not get weird and just have a talking head talking there. That's not okay. So much of the message is missed when this is the shot that is framed. So I would have liked to have seen more of her body, again, with her arms and hands in the shot. I also would have appreciated if she would have had the choice of sitting or standing. So not just sitting in that gaming chair in square position, but standing. Because I know that this is where some of her magic comes out when she is speaking with her whole body standing up. So she edited out that version of herself by making the choices that she did. As for the background, I would have wanted something that felt a little more professional, a little more game on. These are my personal insights about what I saw in this three-day event. And it was difficult to sit and watch her in that same shot for hours on end, where really I was just watching a very large talking head speaking at me. For another example, another one of the people that I admire in her thought leadership, we'll call her Jackie. Jackie is doing a really good job supporting her clients throughout this time, giving them valuable thought leadership, things to think about, things to get energized about, things to upskill and uplevel about what they're doing professionally. I really appreciate that. But what is she doing that is pinching my nerve? What is it that she could be doing to elevate her virtual conversations? Well, first of all, let me just paint the scene. She regularly invites another high-level person to have a conversation with her, interview style. It looks kind of like a shot with half of the screen her face, the other half of the screen the other person's face. And yeah, that's what you're looking at, their faces. And in her case, Jackie has an old-style headphone, and she's got herself connected to the computer. She's got professional lighting, a background that is just a plain wall, and you really focus on her head speaking the whole time. 
As for her interviewee, it's similar, except it's often less staged. It often looks a little more amateurish, and there's a lack of congruence between Jackie's shot and her guest's shot, where that looks a little less professionalized. And that has a little bit of stress for me, actually, because I look for visual equilibrium. And when two people are talking and they look totally different in their setup and the vibration of the room, I have a hard time focusing on what they're talking about because I'm thinking about this lack of congruence. Anyway, this is the setup. So what could she be doing to elevate? What could she be doing to enhance her virtual conversations? Well, just like I said for Jane, this idea of a talking head needs to be disrupted. We need that physical communication where the whole body, ideally, or at the very least, from your hips up, can be seen. We want to see your hands inside the conversation. We want to see how you are emotionally connected to what you're talking about by how you're expressing yourself with your body. That's the first thing that I would switch up in Jackie's case. Give me a shot at an angle where I can see your body speak. Another thing that I would switch up immediately is please, please, please retire that old-fashioned headset that makes you a slave to sitting down in front of your computer all close up like. Get yourself some wireless headphones. This would enable you to stand up. This would enable you to move your body. This would enable you to switch the position from that sitting position in front of the computer to being much more engaging and alive. Another thing that I would change is I would do something about that background. I mean, look, I talk a lot about have a neutral background, make sure it represents your brand. Yeah, but get a little creative. Get a little more spicy. Put a plant in the background with the wall. Let us see a pretty curtain or something that engages our eyes. Human beings love to have their eyes stimulated. And our eyes want more in these virtual conversations. When our eyes are fed, our minds and hearts are fed. So feed us. Up-level how this is looking. Up-level what you're doing in your virtual conversations so that that message can live stronger. This would be how I would talk to Jackie and the kinds of things that I would say for her to now elevate about how she's showing up online. And as for her guest, I'd have a similar list for them. And I'd put it on Jackie's shoulders to tell the guest what the expectations are visually. And I can say that more than one guest, by the way, has shown up on her show without makeup on. And that just doesn't do it, folks. When you are on camera, you see all the details, and they are amplified. Do you want other people to see those dark bags under your eyes? Do you want them to see, I'm exaggerating now, those little white specks of dandruff in your hairline? Probably not. So not only is it important to really consider what you're looking at in terms of setup, but please do not forget that we are looking at you like we've got a magnifying glass. And what do you want us to see? Put on that powder so that you are not glossy in the lights. Put on some color, ladies. Get the lips going. Get some eyeshadow going. Get the hair done right. This is a camera performance. Whether you like it or not, this is what it is. So start thinking that way and step up your game. For Jane and Jackie, I love you ladies. You're doing great out there. 
but it's time to elevate. I want to spend a moment talking about the virtual conversations that I'm having online and to just give you a little window into some of the choices that I'm making there and how they're serving me and my audience. I mentioned that I deliver one-hour training sessions on leadership speaking online and how to elevate virtual conversations for some of my favorite companies. And they've got their staff members who are using the online space for their work at the moment, like so many other people around the world are doing. They've got those folks who have signed up to be part of this training session to watch. So what have I done in my setup and how I show up on camera to elevate these conversations and specifically to be able to reach the hearts and minds of the people that I'm talking to. Well, here are some of the tools of my toolbox. The first thing is I put a lot of effort into my background. I've got a beautiful customized wall that has my company's logo on it. It says the Leadership Speaking School. And then I've got a plant in the background, I've got a flip chart, and that's what the setup looks like. It's clean, it's professional, and it represents my personal brand. Not only of the brand of the Leadership Speaking School, but who I am, how I want people to see me. Another thing I've put a lot of thought and effort into is the lighting. Again, in online conversations, you want visual equilibrium. You want the people who are seeing you on their screen to have a harmonious visual experience. So this is where lighting comes into a life of its own. You want the lighting to be appropriate. You want to see what you need to see. You don't want dark shadows in places. You don't want shadows in places. You want it to feel like it's a well-lit space where the audience's eyes don't have to strain. You also want to put thought into your sound. What does that sound sound like to the audience? Is it high quality? Because that's what you need to go for. You should be thinking about your physical look. What are you wearing? What does your face look like? You should be thinking about your physical appearance. You are what you wear. That represents you. That is brand you. What are you wearing? What does your makeup look like? I personally put on quite a lot of makeup. Because I can put on the most makeup you've ever seen, but on camera, it looks like I'm barely wearing any. And this is a case in point with my lipstick. I wear really bright red lipstick. And then I look at myself on camera and I'm like, that looks like, you know, maroon or something. The colors change. Things pixelate. Less is not more in the case of makeup. More is what you want to go for. Especially highlighting the eyes and the lips. As for what I'm wearing, I put a lot of thought into that. I think about what I look good in. I think about what I feel good in. And I think about what looks good on camera in terms of lighting and color. A really important element of my setup is I always, always, always do a tech rehearsal before I go online. So this is not a half an hour before. This is not an hour before. This is usually a day or two before I have the virtual call with the company that I'm working with. We actually go through the motions and make sure everything is working that all the technical elements are doing what they're supposed to do so you don't have any unwelcomed technical accidents happening during the call. That etches off your credibility. That takes away from the equilibrium and and the experience that you're trying to create for your audience when technical failure happens. So whatever you can do to control and reduce technical drama, do it. One more thing that I do that I find very successful is I choose to stand up. This for me is my modus operandi. 
I stand up for all of these virtual calls. It enhances my voice. It enhances my energy. It enhances the connection that I can make with the audience in those little rectangles that I see on my monitor. Finally, I have a lot of audience participation because I know it's not the me show, it's the we show. And I really try to involve the audience as much as I can. I ask them to do different exercises. I ask them to breathe this way, stand this way, sit this way, and so on, to keep them engaged, to keep them inside the experience and feeling and doing and learning by doing. There are still things that I need to be doing to continue to up-level what I'm doing, but I wanted to share this kind of baseline with you to give you a sense of what some of the options are out there. Whatever you do, it is time to up-level. Now is the right time to be experimenting and toggling up your virtual conversations. This has to do with how you set up your space, how you show up in it, and of course the performance of how you talk, which is a whole other conversation. This is the right time to be elevating this way. And I hope that by hearing some of these examples in this show, you are nudged in the direction of taking action not being passive, not staying in the status quo of, well, this is what everybody else does. No, it is about you showing up as the best version of yourself every time you speak online. So what are you going to do to make that happen? Folks, I hope that you found this episode helpful and that you can apply what you've learned to your own online speaking. I look forward to bringing you another episode the next time where I will unpack more leadership speaking golden nuggets for you. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself and others. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.